0: Welcome to the e commerce society podcast, where you can learn how to start, grow, scale, or launch your dream e commerce and product based business all without ever relying on ads or social media. Each week, you will hear step by step, tangible, and fluff free strategies to help you skyrocket your sales and traffic, gain more visibility for your business, and create those mega loyal customer super fans, which you totally need. Hi, I'm Carrie Fitzgerald, your cheerleader and hype girl I went from corporate marketing in the education space to building, scaling, and selling my own product-based business. And today, my work and mission is to help founders just like you create and scale the world's most magnetic brands and turn them into fucking empires. So whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab a coffee or grab a champagne and let's dive into it. Welcome to this week's episode of the e commerce society podcast. Today's going to be a great episode because we are talking about how to create a marketing and conversion funnel for your e commerce business. And you're probably like, what the hell is a funnel? We're going to go through all that good stuff in this episode. So, I think the biggest thing for people, and I want to kind of backtrack, was thinking about what episode to create. And I have like a list of a million ideas. And I realize I don't have any podcast episodes that talk about how to create a marketing funnel. And in some cases, a plan of attack when it comes to marketing. But in this episode, we're going to kind of cover what a marketing and sales funnel is for an e-commerce business. And there's, depending on who you're learning from, there are three to four stages of this. And I think it's going to be really helpful for you to understand the importance of all the different pieces of marketing and why you can't just be doing one thing. And I know a lot of you are focused on one channel, one platform, TikTok, Instagram, maybe an Etsy store, but really to get the big picture, to get your business to grow, to make sales, to retain customers, you need to be doing a lot of different things. So let's dive into it. I'm excited. Let's talk about marketing. Marketing is my jam. I've been doing marketing for a really long time. And I know it's something that a lot of you struggle with. So I personally am super pumped about this episode. So when it comes to marketing and sales for an e-commerce store, it's really important that you understand the customer journey. So how they discover you up through how they buy from you and then what happens after that. And I want you to kind of think, how do I or conceptualize this concept of how do you get someone to go from not knowing anything about you to then over time being obsessed with your brand. And I talk about this story all the time on the podcast and pretty much anyone else who will ever listen to me, how I discovered Paddle Paddleboards, the paddleboarding company, and I'm obsessed with them. I've now bought two of their paddleboards. So I've spent too much money. I don't know. Eight hundred dollars, I think, maybe a little bit more. But that sounds gross, doesn't it? Eight hundred dollars for paddle boards, but anyway, in less than a year, because I've had the paddle board for a year now, so less than a year, maybe. And I discovered them uh, through a Facebook Marketplace search. I went to Facebook Marketplace. I knew I wanted to buy a paddle board. I was not brand specific. I could care less what brand it was from. So I go to Facebook Marketplace because. I said, you know what? I live in Washington state. There's a million people that live near me that have paddle boards that they're wanting to sell or get rid of. Went there and I got hit by a really beautiful ad of this beautiful purple paddle board with this beautiful modern fun design. And of course, that is the kind of stuff that I would like. So I clicked on it and I brought me to a brand called Maddle Paddle Boards. And the rest is history. It was love at first sight and they wowed the crap out of me at like every level went to their website instantly the second i got there i knew this brand is for me the vibe of the things they had dogs all over the page dogs on the paddle boards they had a fun brand it was like vibey when you think of paddle boards you think of probably boring designs and this company had really beautiful designs that were very modern and fun and playful. So again, I talk a lot about your vibe and your vibe of your brand is going to attract or repel people when they go to your website, when they see you on social media. So visual branding is really important, but it's also the type of imagery that you use and the personality that comes out of, in this case, the website, the page. And this company, I mean, they they know exactly the kind of person that they're targeting. And I not only bought a paddleboard from them that day, but I talk about them all the time on my podcast. I've written blog posts about them. I'm pretty much obsessed, so they're getting a lot of free traffic for me, probably. Um, but then I just bought a second paddleboard as a gift for someone for Christmas this year. So they went from I went from not knowing them to now purchasing two of their items, and probably will be a customer forever because. They have a fantastic product, amazing customer experience, and everything. So anyway, so that's an example of a funnel. I discovered them from an advertisement. They wowed me with their beautiful website. They converted me into a sale. And then they retained me through incredible customer experience, packaging, beautiful emails. I'm on their SMS list, so I get text messages when they're having sales. That is an example of a funnel. It's essentially, if you look at, it's like an upside down triangle. The people who just discover you or just hear about you are at the top. So top of the funnel. And you've probably heard that expression before. T-O-F, top of the funnel. And then once you're a customer, you're at the bottom of the funnel. And there's different stages of that like customer buying journey. And just because someone discovers you for the first time doesn't mean they're going to buy from you right away. I, that specific example of metal paddle boards, that doesn't always happen for me. Sometimes it takes me a long time before I buy a product. For example, I'm going to give you one more example here. Magic Spoon is a cereal brand. I'm going to do a YouTube video on them because they're freaking geniuses. They took a boring product, catered to children and marketed it into this, really fun experience and vibe and like all the things. They're incredible. I'm obsessed, obsessed, obsessed. Anyway, YouTube video is coming about them. But I got targeted. Uh, maybe I didn't get targeted. I think I did. I think I got targeted on maybe Instagram for one of their ads. And they always use UGC style videos where they, they have like a person or an influencer or a creator, you know, opening the box of cereal and just kind of like getting really excited about it. And I got targeted for one of those, but they were, they were talking about this, the fun spoon that it comes with. And like this, like this fun sugary cereal, but it's healthy and it's for adults. And so I was like intrigued. I was like, that's kind of, that's a cool, I like that video. They did a good job. And then I got targeted again. So I think they targeted me with maybe like a retargeting ad or something. So I saw another one of their videos with a different person talking about the cereal. And then I saw another one and then I just kind of kept seeing them and they were really honing in on ads with me. So eventually when I was, so for me, I buy things for multiple reasons, but sometimes I buy products because I want to go through the experience of ordering from them, getting the packaging and then so I can have content for videos and things like that. So for this, I bought it mainly because again, like I like to reward brands that do a great job with packaging and just having fun with the brand. I would equate Magic Spoon Cereal with metal paddle boards, like fun vibe, really creative, amazing at marketing. Their website was pure perfection. They are doing so many things right. So I like to buy from brands like that. I don't like to buy from brands that don't give a shit. They have shitty websites, ugly packaging. Like, Why would you want to buy from those? So no, no, no. So anyway, So Magic Spoon Cereal is another example. This time, it took me a lot longer for me to actually give them my money. I think about six months of seeing their advertisements. So again, I didn't discover them from a blog post. I didn't discover them because I was Googling healthy cereal. I got hit by an advertisement. So we're going to talk about the four stages of a marketing funnel and what they mean and what you could do in your business to both. Attract people, convert them, nurture, et cetera, routine. Okay, so let's dive into it. So basically, what is a funnel? I think I've already talked about that, but let's let's define it. So it's essentially a crafted series of steps that guides potential customers from first discovering your brand to becoming, you know, customers or fans or customer super fans, et cetera. So again, someone at the top of the funnel is someone who has either just discovered you just heard about you so again when i Googled, when i went to facebook marketplace to get a paddleboard i typed in the word paddleboard and then i got hit with this beautiful advertisement of this purple paddleboard so that was me at the top of the funnel i had just discovered them and then when it comes to the different stages there are multiple stages so it takes time for people to want to buy I know you think, oh my God, I posted one time on TikTok and I need any sales. Well, TikTok sucks. No, it doesn't suck. You need to be more patient. (laughs) So there's that. So at each of these stages of the funnel, we're going to talk about the four stages in a sec. You basically need to address like different things or different objections or understand what you need to do to get people to move down the funnel to the next stage. So basically... So one thing that usually doesn't happen is like my metal paddleboard story where I searched for something one time and I instantly bought this kind of more expensive product. Usually you would, you would maybe do that. You would either get hit with an ad or you would go to Google or you'd go to TikTok and search for a product. And then you'd go through and you'd probably read reviews and you'd maybe check out the brand a little bit more to see what options you have you probably aren't going to buy it right away unless it's like a really cheap thing. And I'm the type of person where I will do that sometimes. If it's like the right product, I will buy it right away, no matter what. But for most people, it takes you seven to 10 times before someone will actually buy from you. They have to see your product. They have to see your ads. They have to see your everything, whatever it is, seven to 10 times or even more before they buy something. So Just don't get discouraged if, again, you're posting something one time and people don't buy, you know? Okay, so let's talk about the four stages of a standard funnel for e-commerce. So the first is awareness. And you can kind of think of this as someone discovering you. People who are just finding your brand, so they're looking for a solution to their problem or they're searching for a solution to their problem and they discover you. So awareness is like that first stage of the top of the funnel. The second stage is, it's called consideration. I, I like to think of it as nurture. So they people someone knows who you are, they are aware that they have a problem, and they're looking at something like yours to solve their problem. So again, awareness, people just discover you, they're searching for a problem. Two, consideration or nurture. So they they now know who you are and they're looking for basically, like in this situation for e-commerce, they're kind of looking for something to solve their problem. So they're looking for products like yours. The third stage is conversion. So they're actively like wanting to buy or they are buying your products right now. And then the last stage is retention so they bought from you but now how do we keep them coming back for more and more and that's the key out of all of this i mean obviously the awareness and the nurtures they're all they're all important my jam is retention because i like to get a customer and then what do i and i say we i mean for a product-based business um, how do we get them to come back for more, buy more often, refer friends and family, all that kind of stuff? So, that for me is the fun part. I literally wrote a book called Customer Obsession, and it's all about how to build customer loyalty. So, loyalty is my jam. And if you haven't bought my book, please go ahead and buy it. It's amazing. I promise you can read it in one day, sit down for a couple hours, and it will give you so many cool things to work on in your business to build retention. Okay. So let's dive into these four stages. I'm excited. So awareness. So someone knows they have a problem and they're looking for a solution. That's where, that's where awareness comes in. So awareness is top of the funnel. So how, what do you do? to build awareness for your brand so people discover you. So I'm trying to like take this boring funnel and sort of make it into an easy to understand and easy to take action plan for today. Okay. So awareness, what do you need to do to get people to discover you in the first place? So The the elephant in the room here is obviously social media. I'm not even going to talk about social media because I know you're already doing that and you probably think that social media is the only way to build awareness. So I'm going to ignore that and we're going to talk about other things. Okay. So let's talk about blogging. Blogging is one of the most 100% effective ways to create awareness for your brand and get someone to discover you for the first time. So you create a blog post, let's say you are a skincare brand, and you cater to people with dry skin, you write a blog post that talks about the benefits of oil cleansing and how oil cleanser is really important for people with dry skin to retain oils in their skin or retain moisture or to make their skin look less wrinkly, whatever it is, you write a blog post about that. And then you write other blog posts that talk about different things that people struggle with, with dry skin, slash you write a blog post answering questions that people are asking. So people might go into Google and search for what are the top five products I should buy for dry skin? What are the top five things I should do to um, make my skin less dry? How do I get rid of fine lines? All that kind of stuff. So then... You write all these blog posts that address answers to people's questions. You're telling Google what you sell. We sell products for people with dry skin. Are people searching for products for dry skin or something? You, you know create blog content. You add keywords that people are searching for. Eventually, when people are searching for those articles about dry skin or product recommendations or whatever, they'll find your blog posts. Again, best, you know, best case scenario here. You have to also leverage SEO, which we'll talk about in a sec. You have to have keywords in there. You have to, you know, understand what people are searching for, which you can do through keyword research and content research. My favorite tool is Uber Suggest. And that's a key way to build awareness. And I know most of you are doing. So creating blog content the biggest misconception and i keep saying i'm going to create a little like program or something around blog content because when with my product based business you know i had a blog for a few years and i wasn't writing about what i ate for the damn day you know i was creating a strategic blog content driven blog that answered questions i'm sorry that answered i keep saying the wrong word with question and answer it answered questions that people were searching for So I wrote multiple blog posts that got 20,000 website visitors per year from a few blog posts. So one blog post, and I've mentioned this a million times, uh, the best dog toys for golden doodles. It was like the five best dog toys for golden doodles or something like that. That was for my product-based business. That blog post quickly ranked number one on Google, and I got 20,000 website visitors so imagine your business if you got twenty thousand website visitors per year from one blog post that you wrote one time. Okay, one blog post, one time—it's incredible. So that's kind of how blogging works. You're not writing about like what you ate in the day. You're you're understanding the the content pillars of your business and your customer and your brand and what they're what they care about, what they're searching for. So again, if you're a skincare brand and one of your main products. Is an oil cleanser, then you would write probably. If I was creating that brand, I would be writing articles that addressed. I would be doing keyword research on an SEO tool, and I'd understand what are people with dry skin, what are their problems, what are they searching for, and I'd write articles about that. I'm not just writing about my product. I'm addressing what the issue is, and then in the blog post, oh yeah, by the way, we also sell oil cleanser, here's where you can buy it, you know, then you have a great pop-up that gets people on your email list. So there's a lot of opportunity for all of that. Um, Sorry, looking at my window or something, there's always dogs running in the street that I live on and they're always distracting me. I'm like, why do people just let their dogs loose? It's so weird. Okay, so that's one way to build awareness for your brand. Another one is YouTube. You could do YouTube videos. You can repurpose YouTube shorts. There's one YouTube company, not YouTube company. What's wrong with me today? There's a person on YouTube that creates videos. It's a scrunchie brand. I've mentioned them also on the podcast multiple times. And they do tons of silly videos, like really, really silly videos on pack and order with me. ASMR, vlog, it's like they're the stupidest videos, okay? They're stupid. No offense, but they're stupid. They get hundreds of thousands of views every single video, okay? People love watching people pack shit into a box with stupid music, okay? So before you say, Carrie, what would I post on YouTube? There you go. Stupid scrunchie business, okay? I love scrunchies, but the fact that you're making videos of You packing orders and you have millions of subscribers and they're probably making I can't even imagine how much money this Brand is also making from YouTube ad revenue. It's scary scary amount of money Okay Another way is SEO. So I've already talked about blogging, but SEO is as a bigger strategy Let's talk about your on-page SEO. So on your website, you can add keywords that people are searching for to discover your product. So again, if you sell skincare, you would have the keywords that people are searching for, oil cleanser, you know, natural skincare, made in California, etc. So on-page SEO is not only keywords, but it is, you know, titling your images correctly. All of your images on your website and your product pages probably have things like jqs 24jpg where instead you should be putting words that describe your product, words that people are searching for. So oil cleanser inserts the skincare brand, that kind of thing, .jpg. So SEO is a huge, huge way to create that initial awareness for your business. Having a referral program, no brainer, a customer buys from you, and we'll talk about this more in the retention part, but a customer buys from you And then you have a referral program, and they can refer friends and family. So then that friends and family have now discovered your brand. It's, again, building awareness. Um, Advertising. So I don't talk about advertising at all on this podcast. I think we had one person who talked about ads, and that was like a year and a half ago. But advertising is a solid way to build awareness, again, if you know what you're doing, and you have people who are doing ads for you that also know what they're doing. So Google ads, Facebook ads, TikTok ads, et cetera, et cetera. Affiliate marketing. Affiliate marketing is one of my favorite things ever. And there's so many things you can do with affiliate marketing. But one of the things that you can do is you have an affiliate program, people join bloggers, creators, and then they add your products to gift guides, PR things, product roundups, Mother's Day gift guides, holiday gift guides, holiday products you need to buy, unboxing videos on YouTube. So then that person will make commission if someone buys. But it's a win-win for you because you get your product and brand in front of uh, more people. So total win-win. Another thing that you can do is actually that's that's it for awareness. So I just gave you one, two, three, four. So six additional ways to build awareness for your business that don't involve... Don't involve... (laughs) my dogs say hello, that don't involve social media. And there you go. So if you're ever wondering, how do I get people to discover my business? Well, I just gave you six ways. Okay. Okay. So next on the funnel. So someone now has discovered you, they know who you are a little bit. So that could be they found you from one post or one video or something. The next in the funnel is consideration and nurture. So here's where you really want them to be, for example, joining your email list. So they discover you, they go to your website, they join your email list, again, best case scenario. You want to then nurture them. So in general, there's a lot of ways where you can be nurturing your audience. Um, The first and easiest is email marketing. So when someone joins your email list, and again, I teach this in full in my Cultish product program, by the way, is how to create this sales on autopilot system essentially sales on autopilot this is how you get them on your email list so you have a great pop up on your website that doesn't say join my newsletter okay we need to get rid of that we need to have an incentive get 10% off your first order get 20% off your first order get $5 off your first order whatever um they get in your email list and you then nurture them. So there's two things that you can do. The first that you is a must have is creating a welcome sequence, creating a welcome email sequence. So a series of emails that talks about your brand, talks about your selling points, you know, maybe share some testimonials, share why someone should buy from you, sharing your brand story, that kind of thing. So that's a must have. If you don't have that. You're missing money off the bat right now. I created for one of my clients who I built out their entire direct-to-consumer and marketing front-faced customer strategy and implemented it for them for three years. I built out their email sequences, all of them, and their welcome sequence made tens and th- tens of thousands of dollars every year from a series of emails that I built up one time. They work on autopilot for you. This is what I say, sales and autopilot or creating a sales on autopilot system for your business. This is what it is. You have, you drive traffic, you have a really awesome incentivizing pop-up that gets people on your email list and then you nurture them with your welcome sequence. You set it up one time. It's an automation. Then you want to have regular or standard emails, nurturing emails, newsletter emails, repurpose content from social media or other things promotional emails, whatever. So I'm going to include promotional emails in here too, as nurturing. You want to just email your list, let's say once a week, twice a week, whatever you can do, but consistently email your list. That's going to get you top of mind. So then they're like, Oh yeah, that magic spoon brand. Yeah. They keep emailing me. Let me open this email finally. So again, just because someone doesn't open your email the first time doesn't mean that they're not interested. It just means people are freaking busy and they have scroll brain. Okay. So keep going, keep emailing. Another way that you can get people in that phase where they're getting they're getting more interested to buy from you is having a lot of social proof. So not only having it on your website. But sharing testimonials, sharing pictures of people using your product, what they say about your product, that kind of thing. So not only having those on your website, but again, sharing those on social media, sharing those in your emails. Another way that you can move people through the funnel in that consideration or nurturing phase are retargeting ads. So again, I'm not really trying to do too many ad conversations here, but If you are going to ever do ads, there's, I forget the app on Shopify that you can add in. I think it's like literally called retargeting ads. I think you can set it up in Shopify without going through like all the meta stuff. I think don't quote me on that. I can't remember. It's been a while since I've done it, but you can do retargeting ads. So retargeting ads are great actually, because you're retargeting people who have already either gone to your website or engaged with you on Instagram, for example. So you get better results from retargeting ads rather than like ads to initially attract someone because they've already engaged with your brand in some capacity. And you can create that, uh, what's the word like filter or whatever. It's not called a filter, but you can like say, I want to target people who have engaged on my Instagram account in the last 30 days, in the last 90 days, I want to retarget website visitors from the last 30 days. So you can be specific in who you're targeting. Moving right along. So the next phase of the funnel is conversion. So how do we then get people who have just discovered us to nurture them a little bit? How do we get them to actually buy? So we're not going to go through every single thing. We're just going to cover a couple things. Number one, people, a killer website. Okay, come on you already know this. Okay. If you listened to last week's episode, you know that you probably need a website revamp or website makeover. And again, we're offering that as a service. Now you can check out the show notes below, go to Carrie com forward slash website VIP, and you can sign up for my website in a day of service. I'm so excited to be offering this now. Finally, I've asked all the time, can you redo my website for me? And Finally, this year, I decided I wanted to offer more agency services, so more services that are done for you. Anyway, you need a great website. You need, if you want to convert people into sales, you want to convert website visitors into sales. You have to have a good website. That is a 100%. Okay, so we need to really hone in on a great homepage, a great navigation, and a great product page. So when when it comes to a product page, we need to have multiple variety of images or video that showcase our product in different angles, different sizes, different views, and then images or video of people using it. So if you're a handbag company, you should be showing people wearing the handbag on different sizes. You should be showing the inside of the bag, the pockets, the zippers, like hone in on the small details of that bag. Um, and things like that. And if you're using Shopify 2.0, then you already know that you can really enhance your product pages now with adding video, adding testimonials, adding product g- like gallery images. It's incredible what you can do now. So that is a must have. The second thing is you need to have a solid checkout system. Holy crap, the amount of times that I go to a website and I go to buy, And, you know, for example, at the top of the page, it will say free shipping. If you spend $20, I go to the checkout section and I have $25 of product in my cart and it's trying to charge me $10 for shipping. I'm like, what the fuck, Susan, we, you just said at the top free shipping for 20 bucks. No one will buy from you if you do stupid things like that. Okay. I love you so much. And I'm saying that in the nicest way, but the amount of mistakes like that, that I see on people's websites it is hurting your sales every day. So it doesn't help me to sugarcoat it for you. It helps for me just to be honest and tell you, you need to stop making those kind of mistakes because they are hurting you and you'll lose people every single day. And I'm here creating this free podcast for you to help you get sales because I want you to get sales. Okay. (laughs) There was one person in one of my programs where and again, love her so much, not trying to make anyone feel bad because we all make mistakes, including myself. The amount of times people will message me and say, hey, Carrie, I went to your website and there's a typo in this page. I'm like, oh, thanks. Cool. It's fine, you know. But when you're an e-commerce business, you can't afford to make those kind of mistakes. So this person had, I think again, it was like the kind of free shipping thing. Free shipping if you spend, you know, 30 bucks or something. So went to her website, added a bunch of stuff to my shopping cart. And then I added like an additional product. So I think I was at like $32. And then I added a product and it was like a mug or something. And the the shipping, it not only did not give me free shipping. So again, it said at the top of her page, free shipping over $30 US. I went to check out and I think the cart was at... Maybe I I forget exactly the price, but it went from no shipping up to $15 of shipping when I added a mug. And I was like, Oh, Holy hell. Why we can't we Like we can't make these mistakes, you know? So you have to check your shipping rules. You have to make sure when you're, when you have a website that says free shipping, if you spend $20 free shipping, if you spend this free shipping in USA for everything, you have to make sure that you test your website and test your products. I would say once per week, you should be testing things and you should be keeping your eye on all of your metrics. No, learn, like, be aware of how many people are abandoning their shopping cart. Be aware of that kind of stuff. You know, and you can look at that. If you have Shopify, you can go and look at your orders and then you can look at abandoned carts. You can go through and see wh- what people abandon their shopping cart. You'll start to notice patterns. And if you offer free shipping at like $30, and you go and look at your all of your abandoned cart orders, and you see abandoned cart things that are at like 31, 32, 35, 40, and you should be like, hmm, what's going on? Because those people actually should be buying from you because they're getting free shipping. Normally, what you would see is the if you offer free shipping at 30 bucks, you're going to see the $10 people, the 15, the $20 people, $25 people abandoning their cart because they didn't have enough product in their cart to get free shipping. And they don't want to pay whatever your over hyped up shipping charges are, you know? Um, So just be, be aware of those kind of things. Those are the little secret killers that are killing your sales. And you're not even aware of it. And it probably just is some little silly mistake like, it's adding on extra shipping for something, you know? So just always be aware of that kind of stuff. Um, oh, and when it comes to checkout too, I have a, you know, a bunch of podcast episodes on website conversion and all that kind of stuff. I have a self-paced course that helps you walk through your convert um, Shopify conversion and it helps you to increase your conversion. So I go through all this stuff in depth. So if you're interested in doing it yourself, I do have an awesome course that you can kind of walk through all and get below. Um, but you need to make sure that you're not doing things like requiring people to check out. I'm sorry, requiring accounts for people to check out. So if you have Shopify, don't make people create an account before they buy from you. Absolutely not. Make sure there's no questions. I remember one time I, and I've told the story a million times, but it will stick with me forever. Um, a, a student in one of my programs, I used to offer website audits for this course I used to sell a couple years ago. And I went through her website and I was like, oh, this website is perfection. The product photos, the like, everything was so freaking good. And then I got to the end and I'm like, okay, it was like a meat subscription box. So I got to the end and I go through someone's website as if I'm a customer and I don't know anything about you. So I literally put my blinders on pretend, I don't know who the hell this person is or what they sell. And I go through the entire process from start to finish. And I get to the end where I added, you know, a beef, I don't know, like steak box to the shopping cart. And then it started asking me all these questions. Like each page was a different question. What size t-shirt are you? Do you want to add this to your cart? Do you prefer this salt? What kind of thing do you want for this? Do you like your steak cooked medium rare? Do you want a cow shipped to your doorstep? Like a million questions. And I was like, oh my God. And I messaged her or I posted in the group and I was like, speechless because her website was so one of the best websites I've ever seen. And I couldn't believe how much it was ruined right at the end. And so I messaged her and I was like, and I of course made a video and I said, you know, this, this is where we're going wrong here. Like, I'm curious, you probably have a really high abandoned cart rate, don't you? And she was like, yeah, how did you know? <laughs> I'm like, mm, it's my job to know. And it's my job to help you fix that. So anyway, um, I had fun with that one. But again, I say this with love. And I say this from a place of I'm just trying to help you. I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. We all make mistakes. And we all don't know what we don't know. Okay, so I, I poke fun a little bit, but I'm really saying it from a place of love in a place of I'm here to help you, you know? So anyway, make sure that your checkout process doesn't hinder people from buying from you. So once you get people to that stage where this is why I talk, this is why for me, websites are so important and I talk about them so much because when you've taken the time and energy to get people from first discovering you to following you on social media, to, hitting up your ads to clicking on this, to joining your email list. And they're at that place where they're wanting to finally buy from you. You've put in so much work and then you screwed up right at the end with your, like, again, the over, like making people pay 20 bucks for a t-shirt for shipping or something, or making people create an account at checkout. Or when you say it's free shipping for 20 bucks, and in fact, you're charging them $10. Like you can't make those mistakes, you know, Um, because when you make those mistakes, you lose the sale and your conversion rate drops. Okay. So we want to make sure we're auditing that. I would say at least once a week and install the app called hotjar.com. It's an incredible heat tool and tracking App where you can actually watch people on your website and look at where are they dropping off? Why, like what's what's preventing this person from buying? You can actually watch people on your screen. It's the most incredible app ever. And then lastly, when it comes to the conversion, how do we push people through that phase is mobile-friendly optimization. So when you're building your website, you wanna make sure that it's mobile-friendly first. So 70%, I think, are higher maybe it's like 60%, but it's something like really, really high percentage of people will be using a phone to go to your website. So most of you, when you're building out websites or you're having other people build them out, they may may not be building them mobile first. They're doing desktop first and they don't even really bother to optimize for a mobile phone. And that comes with Navigation, how to find products. Is it easy to find? You know, there are a lot of things. So you want to make sure that it's a mobile friendly optimization. And then, lastly, which is again my favorite probably, is the retention. So once we get a customer, we don't say, peace out, one night stand, bye, never call you again, don't ever call me again. We actually want to retain them. We want them to come back for more. We want them to come back for more in terms of buying from you more often. And they, we want them to spend more too. Um, But then we also want them to be referring friends and family and doing all the things. So again, I wrote an entire book on building the sense of customer loyalty and retention. It's called Customer Obsession. It's an incredible book. Please buy it. It's amazing. But essentially a couple of things that you can do to retain customers. So again, they're not a one night stand of a customer. They come back again and again. So one, having a loyalty program. This is one of the no brainers in e-commerce. I don't I'm not really sure like there's some businesses that maybe don't benefit from our loyalty program, but for the most part everyone should have a loyalty program because loyalty programs they usually have two parts. So for example, if you use the app or software called Smile. It's a loyalty program so you get your customers to buy more product from you. But then within the software, they have something where they give you a referral link where you can share that with your own audiences. And if a friend or family buys or whoever follower, then that person will get some kind of commission bonus coupon or whatever. So they're getting the brand, they're getting your brand in front of their audiences. So it's kind of a, it's like a win win in every level. You're getting your customers to buy more from you, just like Starbucks. I talk about Starbucks Loyalty app all the time. It's incredible. They do such an incredible job of getting customers to sign up for the program, be alerted of fun deals. They gamify the experience for you. They're always sending updates of like new ways to get more points, and they make it easy to redeem. So every pretty much, I go to Starbucks a lot, and I would say every few visits, I have enough points to get a free item. So they're not making it really hard to get free things, they make it easy for you to come back over and over and over again. And they print it, for example, on their packaging. So you get nice coffee or something or cold brew. I love cold brew. And on the cold brew cup, it literally says, join our loyalty program, get free things, blah, blah, blah. If you buy a baked goods from them, look at the packaging. It literally says, join our loyalty program. They push that loyalty program in your face because they know once you join it's easier for you to come back and get more because they're going to incentivize you, okay? And then another really easy way to retain customers is email marketing. So again, kind of the thing we talked about earlier, except a different strategy. So one is your post-purchase email sequence. This is something that I've coached. I've worked with hundreds of people over the last four years. And even the most successful, like I've worked with million dollar businesses, Even the most successful businesses oftentimes do not have a post-purchase email sequence, and it's such a missed opportunity. So a post-purchase email sequence is going to be essential for you to get your customers to, again, connect with the brand, follow you on social media, ask for UGC, so content where they take a photo or video of the product and post it leave you a review, join your loyalty program, that kind of thing. So you're getting your customers to do things for you. And you're also reminding them of why their decision to purchase from you was a really smart one. So like retention is probably my favorite because I think most people are so focused on getting that sale that once they get a sale, they don't actually do all those other things. They just move on to the next thing. And in fact, when you nurture your customers, not just nurture your audience, but you nurture customers, they will become your brand evangelists. So again, Customer Obsession, my book is all about that. And definitely, I keep plugging it, but it's because it's its a really great book. And I built my product-based business you know, into hundreds of thousands of sales and revenue uh, without using ads, without paying influencers, and without any team. And it's a lot of it was to do with how i leveraged my relationship with customers and got them to come back for more refer friends and family all that kind of stuff so that is it my friends that is how you create a e-commerce funnel and i think this is probably a lot of information and you don't have to think of it as i need to be doing every single one of these things but you should be doing some of these things to again create awareness for the brand nurture your audience and push them to buy and then retain them. So you don't have to do everything that I said, but I wanted to give you a few ideas for each one of those stages. So you understand, just like it's, I think it's important just to conceptualize too, what that customer journey is and what that might look like for your brand. So anyway, my friends, I hope you liked this episode. If you did, would you please do me a favor and leave a five-star review? Obviously all positive words, please know, Susan's, and let me know what you liked about the podcast, the episode, and how it helped you. And again, if you're looking for some help with website design, we do have a new website design service for people that have Shopify stores, and you're looking to just have a better website that converts better, looks better, um, moving to Shopify 2.0, and you just don't want to do it yourself. That's okay. We can do it for you. So you can go to carriefitzgerald.com forward slash website VIP. All right, my friends, I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much and I'll see you guys next week.